my name is Bucky. For the past six months, I've been receiving cassette tapes mailed to my apartment from an undisclosed location. With no return address, the only clue being one name, Gnome E. Betterman. I've decided to upload these recordings as a podcast with the hope that the author might be identified or stopped. These are the Betterman Tapes. Welcome to episode two of the Betterman Tapes. Bucky here. Since the first episode, I've gotten a lot of contact, mostly good. So thanks to those who wrote me and voiced their support. And to the one person who keeps commenting, no, I don't do that. And even if I did, I wouldn't do it to you. Anyway, the tape I have to play today is the second tape I received, which was about a week after the first tape. The envelope is the same as the first, no return address, just addressed to the resident listener, and then my address. Inside is a clear plastic tape, a Memorex DBS Plus 60 audio cassette to be exact, and on it is written in whiteout, Leroy 1. There are no liner notes, but a yellow post-it note is affixed to the tape, upon which is written, A stitch in time saves nine but a bitchin' tie saves nine-tenths of labor costs. Gnome E. Betterman. Cryptic, but I'm going to assume misogynistic and xenophobic, as well as maybe predatorially capitalistic. Well, let's play it, I guess. Leroy and the true name of the pussy by Gnome E. Betterman. Chapter 1 Exunt Omnis. It was a cold midwinter day when Leroy's bottom bitch walked out on him. As he sat alone on the bed in the sparse motel room, the slam of the door still echoed in his ears. But what reverberated even more harshly was Goosey Lucy's parting word. Bitch! It was the third hoe to walk out on him this year. The first one he had chalked up to chance. After all, Jasmine had always been unpredictable, even up to the day she had gotten back on that bus back to Omaha. She'll be back, he had thought. She'll be back. They always came back. But that was in June, and still no sign of that trick. The second hoe had gotten sniped by a rival pimp, cross-eyed Philly. 
One kind word and a raspberry tart later, and Babs was hooking for that boss-eyed bastard. But pay it no mind, Leroy had told himself. Them white bitches was crazy anyway. Everybody knew that. But his last girl bidding him adieu had hit him hard. With her egress from his cadre of call girls, the bitch caller had become the bitch called. The player played. And now Leroy sat in the yellow-stained room, made yellower still by the xanthus glow of the solitary bedside lamp. He was struck by the cold, stark reality of something no player ever wants to admit. Somehow, someway, his pimp hand had become weak. Leroy slid off the sheets and into his gator shoes. The laborious task of putting on his layers upon layers of gold jewelry used to take upwards of 15 minutes, but now he was fully adorned in mere seconds. With a last-minute tilt of his leopard-skinned pimp hat, he slunk towards the door, out the room, out of Le Fancy Time Motel, and started towards the Ambassador Bridge. End of chapter one. Um, well, that's the second tape. Um, I'm not sure what to say. Um, I'd like to say something, but... If the author turns out to be a different attribute rather than what I'm assuming he is, then me saying that it's something could be construed as something else. So I have nothing to say. Maybe this is no me better man's truth. As for me, I'll continue to search for my truth and more answers next time on... The Betterment Tapes. Mm-hmm.